Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Okay, but once again, though, let's get... I like that song, Frank. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Off that Michael Jordan's playground. That's Sahara from Murray Monroe. Murray Murray Monroe. That's what his name is. <laughs> so, Frank, your thoughts on the twenty twenty one, basically twenty to twenty twenty one basketball season at a new school. At Bedford, we went from Dundee to Bedford. The ups, the downs, the differences, everything. Season just concluded. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. It did take uh, a lot of adjusting being in some new territory and much different athletic conference, too. What do you mean? Well, because look, I was go- look, I've said time and time again, the Southeastern Conference Red is the toughest basketball conference in the state of Michigan. Really? You guys were in the Red Conference, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because we're, I mean, we're going up against the likes of the of Ann Arbor Huron, Ipsy Lincoln. Without Ann- Imani. What if Imani would have played this year? Oh, God. <laughs> we we would have gotten murdered. Really? It would have been a nice to see in the seat, you know, get a front row with a future NBA player. Yeah. You could but, witness greatness. So, I mean, I, I think, honestly, we've kind of laid, laid the foundation for years to come. How so? I mean, look, we had... It's good. I think we just kind of put our philosophies in place and said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." Who mm-hmm. we're trying to get guys developed and mm-hmm. learn our system, and I know we're going to. We've got well, I, I say five seniors because one, well, one of them didn't get to play. That was Brady Henderson. Why didn't he get to play? Hip injury. Ooh. So he was out for the whole year. Think about this. Which sucked. You get to get a summer with them and play in the gym. Hopefully. I mean, I don't want to knock on wood. I mean, I don't want to really think that COVID will mutate to something where we got to be in a total shutdown again. But coming into a new situation, trying to build relationships with kids, it kind of sucked with COVID because you guys didn't get that summertime in the gym to work with them and to really see where players stood or what players needed to work on. So I think you guys did a pretty good job considering with COVID. Absolutely, we. I mean, we got ended up finishing six and twelve. I mean, there there's games I thought that we could have won mm-hmm. if we didn't turn it over or made some free throws. But mm-hmm. I think going forward, we're going to be heading in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Our, I mean, our incoming, our current eighth grade class, which will be next year's freshman class, was has got a lot of talent in it. They 
only lost a couple, like two games this year. Mm-hmm. But the seventh, this current seventh grade class went unbeaten. Mm. Now, once again, we go back to that draft capital oh, yeah. word. You know, just because teams did good in junior high, don't mean it equate to varsity. A lot of things, a lot of variables happen in between that time. Oh, oh, I'm fully, I'm fully aware of that. Okay. It, it's just. It just kind of makes you feel better about what what's coming up through the pipeline. Then, mm-hmm. of course, of course, on like our freshman team, which was, which was just awful. I mean, it's just that they <laughs> they they played hard, but they just weren't talented. What uh, what uh, what was their record? I think the, our freshman team only won one game. And that was against Ypsilanti, and Ypsilanti was freshman team was just a dumpster fire. Ooh. Well, sometimes you get classes like that. Now, was it a matter of just talent? Were they new to the game of basketball, or is just just it's a class that just doesn't have the the, the horses in the stable? I would say more the latter. Okay, that happens, Frank. I mean, you can't you can't hit home runs every class. Yeah. I think we I think we said that we may only get like maybe one of those kids will be a contributor on varsity. You never know. You never know who gets in the gym. You never know who you guys inspired. I mean, like I said, a lot of times when you you, you change over, sometimes especially freshmen, you see things coming up and you think it's a certain way, and then the new coach comes in there. And like I said, with COVID, you weren't able to come in and set down the foundation of your philosophies right away last season around May. Maybe some of those freshmen know, okay, we need to put it in gear a little bit here if we want to be on the varsity. And you might pluck a couple kids, and then obviously a lot of other kids might just fall off. Yeah. So we'll we'll just kind of see how it it is going forward. I mean, the guys we did loss, obviously, Tyler was going to be a big loss. He was... I thought he. I thought Tyler was our most improved player because he went from barely playing at all last year, and he ended up averaging over ten points a game this year. Yeah, that, that's a very big big improvement. Now, was it because there was better players in front of him? Was it the system? I mean, you got to look at film before I just say, well, we came in, he barely played because you know sometimes you get coaches that are haters and don't want to play you or you don't fit their I, I philosophy. Mean, for, the 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 impression I got was. Uh, it had something to do with the previous regime, <laughs> right? And that's what I'm saying. You you, you can't judge it, but the, yeah. the fact is, is that he had the moxie to stick yeah, with did. it, and he had a, like I said, you guys came in, you gave gave everybody an opportunity. Sounds like you inspired a few players, and you got more out of them than what they did previously. That's what I'm saying with this freshman class. You can't just write them off just yet because they might see, okay, Coach Bowling, this is the, the expectations that he has, and if I want to be. Kevin, my name called on Friday night because I'm sure you'll go back to playing on Friday nights when it gets back to normal. Um, I need to do this and do whatever I need to do to put work in the gym. So, hey, I don't write off classes just yet because I've seen it where (laughs) I've seen it numerous times where a guy is just freshman year and then next thing you know, he's a contributor. Now, I ain't saying he's going to be a superstar, but he's a contributor on varsity, whereas a guy that was doing really good freshman year or junior high – doesn't do anything and only gets up to the JV and he's done. So I mean, just the, the growth of especially in boys basketball. Yeah, I mean the other other teams we lost too. I mean besides Tyler, I think our biggest loss is Brandon Nye, our point guard. Yeah, he was nice. I like. I mean, him. he was a. This is his third. This is his third year with the program. He's mm-hmm. going to be continuing his athletic career at Oakland University on the baseball field. Mm-hmm. 
He was also named preseason All American or something. I noticed. No, no, no. I don't. I don't it was on the Blade. Yeah. Oh, oh, he must have been. Oh, he must have been named the preseason All Blade team. Mm, no, no, no. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. All right, keep, keep going. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna miss him. I think he he was nice to just kind of be there and help lay the bricks. And the other guys we lost to Caden uh, Weaver, who. I think he was our, he was like our best defender. I mean, it just sucked that we had to lose him for ten days because of contact tracing. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, and then the the other guy who I thought really improved as the season went on was John Jensen. He was, I mean, I I saw him a little bit in like we were doing summer workouts, and I really thought he had a great shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then of course he ended up barely played at the beginning of the year, but then when uh, we started losing guys to contact tracing and to injuries, he ended up starting, and he ended up actually playing well Right. Well, when given the opportunity. So, I mean, th- those guys, are they're all going to be missed, but, you know, coming back, we've obviously got uh, Andrew Hollinger, who was only a sophomore, mm-hmm. or he he's a double-double machine. I would really... I mean, if it was up to me, I'd like to, I'd like to see him kind of work on his mid range game, just to kind of add that jumper to Hollinger. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a load. He also plays baseball, right? Oh yeah, he's a baseball player. And then uh, Griffin Wolf, who was also on varsity as a sophomore, he mm-hmm. he came off the bench. He was a good. He was a shooter. Her, I th- I, I mean, I I love Griffin, but I think I think he's really going to have to get a lot stronger because he was getting bullied around a lot. Well, he was only God. Yeah, <laughs> he was only a sophomore, his first year on varsity. I mean, you got like I said, you got to let him grow and develop. Oh yeah, but I think yeah, I mean, I think he's going to need a real. He's going to need a good. Su- he'll need a good summer, and I'll, I'm excited to see what he can do with that. Mm-hmm. And then our other guys coming back who played. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Ethan Brickner, who we was playing one of our forward spots, he we ended up losing him to a concussion at seasons, and he was that guy was absolutely jacked. Yeah, Brandon Nye received honorable mention on the 2021 Rawlings Perfect Game preseason All American list. It, it honors the top senior high school baseball players in the country. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I knew it was somewhere. I, I know I read that. Yeah. So I mean, having having Ethan back, I think he'll. He started at the beginning of the season. Then we had him coming off. Then we had him coming off the bench. He was a really good rebounder. He could defend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Noah Weir, who I think is going to end up playing one of, one of the forward spots too. He was, I think I thought he was our best. He was our best screener and another good rebounder. He also was our best communicator on defense as well. Because okay. I mean I. I think that's one of the big. That's one of the best things to play in great defenses. You got to be talking out there and barking out the assignments. And I thought Noah did, did a great job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, last week I went to your games and you guys gave gave uh, Monroe a, a thirty-seven piece, and I was it was pretty impressive. And then you ended up losing a couple days later to them in the tournament. Which how did they end up having a worse record than you? But you got to play them at Monroe. How did oh, that work out? Oh well, because Monroe was hosting the district. <laughs> And it was that whole alphabetical order BS that I talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. I look, Derek. I I don't. I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but just go by the MPR rankings and see them 
one through five and keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, that is that is that is. I, I was wondering that. Like, wait a minute. I, I was like, this team has a worse record than you. You gave them the forty, the thirty-seven piece. I mean, because if they if they would have done that, I think we probably would have been the. We probably could have been the three seed, and then they Monroe probably would end up playing Trenton, right? Well, of course, they probably would have smoked Trenton because Trenton was god awful. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, right there, yeah, you're beating that old horse, ain't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we've got a long off season ahead. I know some of the guys are going out for baseball. Obviously, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I know that. Obviously, that uh, Brickner is playing baseball as well. Hollinger's playing baseball. Oh, he's a big dude playing baseball. <laughs> oh, and. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do on the baseball diamond. If I can uh, find if I get a night where I'm not having to call balls and strikes, I might go watch them. Now, would you go and re- umpire their game? I cannot umpire Bedford varsity games because it's a conflict of interest. That's a that's well, it's also an SEC rule that if you're a if you are a, affiliated with a school, uh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, which I I had to make sure I let Dan Jeffrey senior him. I want to sign him and say, hey Dan, I just want you to know that since I get games in the SEC, I'm a staff member for basketball at Bedford. If that's going to be a problem, just let you know. So if that's going to create an issue, and he said he actually called me up and said, well, hey, I appreciate you letting me know this, but I can ha- I can at least have you do some freshman games, and he gave me a couple of freshman doubleheaders. So right, right, because you know we don't want you out there cheating. You know? <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm gonna have to put up with Tyler's dad, though. Tyler, Tyler Krupp's dad, Randy, is he, the freshman baseball coach. Oh, he is. Okay, uh, a, okay. So I mean, Randy, we don't want Randy, you being like Tim Peel, right? Uh, no. uh, Randy, and, Randy and I get along got along very well. I mean, Yo, guys, I'm calling it tight tonight, guys. There was one. T- there, well, funny thing was, there was one time. The, Hi, this pitcher uh, threw a ball that was like well into the opposite batter's box, and I called it a ball because it was nowhere. It wasn't anywhere close to a strike. And, and then Randy's giving me, jokingly giving me crap afterwards, like, "Come on, Fred, you didn't even move his glove." I'm like, Randy, that if it's three, if it's three, if it's three inches into the opposite batter's box, I'm not calling that a strike. You should have. I guess the game running going faster. Well, I'll try. I know, I know <laughs> that my, both my signers, Bill Gamalk, Dan Jeffrey, say call strikes. And Dan's biggest line in his emails, everyone I get from him says every pitch is a strike unless otherwise proven. Well, a pitch that's three inches into the opposite batter's box is otherwise proven. Because I mean, let's say, let's say the ball goes over the kid's head, strike. I'm not calling that. <laughs> I know, I know, but hey, you know, I like Tim unless, Peel unless said, of course he sw- unless he unless he swings at it. Giving, I'm giving effing strikes out here. That's what you are. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. So that's pretty much how our season. Went, and so was it really a big ad- adjustment going from Dundee to Bedford, like just the leagues and everything? Well, yeah, cause I think the 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 biggest obviously the biggest difference was the talent in the league. But I think because you guys played Ida, and yeah, you, you gave them that stanky leg. Although to be fair, Ida was without two players due to injury, two of their big guys, uh, Carter Dietrich, their starting center, tore his meniscus during warmups in their first game of the year, had to have surgery, he missed. So dang, he'll be back. He'll be back for summer ball. I would mm-hmm. I would have liked to see him and uh, Holly go at each other in the mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
That would have been fun. And then they also lost Kirby Karsten to a torn ACL, which really sucks because he was really becoming a star in the football team, and now he's not going to be able to play football next season. Mm-hmm. Mm. And plus they had, uh, uh, let's see, I think they had three players out due to contact tracing. Wow. So, so they, they ended up having uh, – they had a uh, – a soft. They had one of. The, they had a sophomore from the JV team pulled up, and they also had a couple of freshmen as well. Who I think I think those guys are going to be very nice players on varsity, but of course they're getting having to go play a Division One school in their first game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to, you know, shake them up. Yeah. So it'll be it'll have been fun hopefully we can uh, do a home and home with Ida down the road mm-hmm. how did Ida get on the schedule it just uh, was it because of COVID or well, they were already it was on beca- the- well it was because we ended up losing we ended up having a game against Ann Arbor Pioneer canceled because they were in COVID protocol so and since me and Bolin were both in Jansen's wedding it was you you could connect the dots, dots from there exactly yeah exactly Aaron, I mean, I was I was hoping it was going to happen at some point down the road, but I I was thrilled when it got to happen and and that day. So nice, yeah. And of course, uh, unfortunately, Ida's season came to an end on uh, Tuesday night. They lost to uh, Airport in the first round of districts, but I think they only had like six varsity players dressed because they had. I think they had. I don't know if they had more out due to contact tracing, and I think they had somebody out due to academics. Oh man, Jansen had a rough year, didn't but he? I mean they put, but I mean they they, put they, fight. they they went down swinging. So you have to tip your cap to them there. There, but anyways, lo- looking at some of the uh, yeah. district action. Going, Can I ask you this? Shoot. How does the tournament work? It goes districts, regionals, quarterfinals, states. Yeah. Okay. State and yeah, state semifinals and finals. Yeah. Okay. I. Honestly, I kind of wish it would be a little bit more like Ohio with sectionals than districts, but I, I, th- I want to say it doesn't go like that. Maybe because of geography, because I think a lot there's a lot more uh, rural areas in mm-hmm. Michigan. I mean, Ohio, you've obviously got Toledo, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, Youngstown, Lima, kind of oh. in that area. But every there's pockets. We got pockets. So yeah, we got so a pocket, the Toledo area, Northwest Ohio pocket, Southwest Ohio pocket, Central Ohio pocket, Northeast Ohio pocket, and then Southeast Ohio pocket. Because in in Michigan, you've really got Detroit, mm-hmm. and then probably Grand Rapids. Those are your two biggest cities, and then beyond that, you're probably looking at. <laughs> Saginaw, Flint, that area, and then you got Upper Upper. Yeah, the, the well, the Upper Peninsula there is a lot more rural, uh, apart from Marquette. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan. So, it's it, it, it is kind of odd. We 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 our state. You you're right. Our state is more compact. Where your state is, the southern part, the southeast, southwest of your state has got really populated. Then when you go up north, there's nothing. And then you said in the UP. You got the UP right, and they got to come on down. But th- is there a lot of basketball up there in the UP? Uh, in terms of talent, I think obviously you've got your Iron Mountains, probably the best program up in the UP. Which Izzo. is yeah, that's where Tom Izzo graduated from. And Cream or no? Uh, I don't know. If or not Cream Mariucci? Yeah, Mooch went there. Yeah, yeah. and then I re- I'm not really sure like who else is. I'm not really sure like who else is really solid up there in terms of high school. I know that. I know that Lake Superior State is 
has been a solid program up there, mm-hmm. or in terms of college, I'm not sure mm-hmm. or how uh, well Michigan Tech and uh, Marquette are more hockey schools mm-hmm. in uh, Northern Michigan. Excuse me, those are. Hey, but uh, but kind of looking at some of the uh, district action going on mm-hmm. today. Uh, the district we were in uh, in the finals in that are Gibraltar, Carlson, and Monroe at Monroe. Mm-hmm. That that should be a. I think that'll be an. Int- that's an interesting game because Monroe's finally getting rolling. Best time to play is in. They're like Central Catholic down here. Best time to play is when you get in the tournament because yeah. they were young like Central Catholic and losing. And now they didn't won a couple wins, and now they're a district championship away, win a win from a district championship. Yeah, and I think also it was it was two teams from the Southeastern Conference Red, and then there were other three teams that were from the Down River League. And I mean, from everyone I've talked to, the Down River League is not a basketball league; it's a football league. Okay, is that what Gabriel Richard and all that? No, da- the Down River's got your Wo- your Woodhaven, okay. Carl Gibraltar, Carlson, Trenton, Wyandotte, Roosevelt, okay. Southgate, Anderson, Allen Park, blah blah. Down blah. the river, yeah, it's basically like the Down River Detroit area. And mm-hmm. Monroe ended up beating Woodhaven, who was unbeaten, but mm-hmm. I think they had a long layoff because of COVID. Carlson, we play. We ended up playing them on a Saturday, we, which is a game we scheduled on less than twenty four hours notice, right? And we we ended up winning that one mostly because our uh, superintendent at Bedford, Dr. Carl Schultz, his wife is the principal at Carlson, mm-hmm. so we got that game scheduled twenty four hours notice, coming at three o'clock in the afternoon, and played it, and we ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And Carl, I mean Carlson, though they have. They've got some athletes on their basketball team, but they're 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 I think they're mostly football guys. Jay Sean Williams, who I know was their starting quarterback, right? Like uh, Nick MacArthur, who was who was a big guy. He was I think he was one of their tight ends, and mm-hmm. then this uh, Joe Callis kid was probably their only shooter they had, right? So I think I would I would say I'd give I'd give I'd probably give a nod to Monroe, but you know it's at the point of the season where. Everybody is zero and zero. Oh yeah, and when it comes to the tournament, you always zero and zero. Yeah. So that's uh, in Division One. I'm gonna jump to Division Two right. real quick. Uh, if I can get okay. Yeah, sorry, Mike. All right. So I'm trying to find like all the Walleye Lake Northern Knights leads the White White Lake Lake e- Lakeland Eagles 51-21 and into the third. This is from the D Zone. Okay. Have well, you ever heard of the Stony Creek Cougars and the Troy Colts? Uh, Rochester Hills, Stony Creek. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of them <laughs> for football. <laughs> Look at this. Like the Summit Academy Dragons. Ro- Romulus Summit Academy. And the I'm E-Course Red Raiders. E- <laughs> E-Course was uh, E-Course used to be good in football. Now they're just a dumpster fire. Yeah, see, here's a good name right here. Detroit Martin Luther King beats Hamtrak Cosmos. Hamtramck? Hamtramck, yeah, yeah. Can't, Detroit Kings a football school. No, oh, they just got a W in a, in basketball. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take a wild. I'm gonna take a wild stab in the dark. Detroit Martin Luther King is probably a black school, right? All black kids, African. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually got to see them. I know that Bedford played them in football in the first round of playoffs, uh, not this past season, but the previous year, and they got smacked. <laughs> okay, okay, keep going. So in Division Two, we've got. Well, you said Summit Academy and E-Course was going on right now. Mm-hmm. That's a new Boston Huron. Uh, the District Airport, 
Final the championship game tonight is Blissfield and Jefferson and Monroe Jefferson. Okay. This is a, this is a kind of a year of championship droughts ending because I, I which I'll get to in a minute because Monroe's trying to win their first district since two thousand and two. Okay. I don't I can't recall the, Blissfield. I think the last time they won a district was when uh, John was coaching there. What was that? That would have probably been in the in the two thousands. Okay. And then Jefferson, I I honestly don't remember them ever winning much of anything in, on the hardwood because they've usually the, – because I think in the 2000s they were – and, of course, back in the 90s they were a football powerhouse and they were mm. really good in baseball as well. Hell, and, of course, basketball for the last, several, last few years they have just been abysmal. Mm. Oh, but they, they've, kind of, they've started to turn things around. Uh, Jackson Barreth, that's a name you need to be made aware of. Okay. Kid just uh, br- became their all-time leading scorer. Nice. Or, yeah, kid gets buckets, but he's going up against a pretty tough Blissfield team. So that, Sa- Salem beat Canton in overtime. Uh, Plymouth Salem. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens in Division Two now. Division, th- and I'll skip to Division Four because I mentioned a drought ending. Mm-hmm. Petersburg Summerfield, where. Uh, Good friend of mine, Nate Duso, is an assistant coach at. They won their first district title since 1999. Wow! But of course, this is actually their first year in D4 because they were they were in D3. So they dropped. Yeah, so I think they might. I th- they also ended up winning the district in uh, football this year as well. Mm-hmm. Then they also won their girls' team. Also won a district in nice. basketball, and they also won a district in volleyball. So, uh, wow, Summerfield trophies. Get, Summerfield's bringing in the hardware. Then a few years ago, Dundee won a district. Cause I remember you holding a trophy. Yes, that was in 2018. That was when we won a district. Man, how did Bowling feel winning that district? Like you get the, uh, you get the hardware. It was that's one. Of, it's one of the best feelings, because you, you just know that you you get some hardware. Here, here you're one. And of the, the regional best. is the Sweet Sixteen, right? Or no? The regional basically the semifinals of the regional are like a round of thirty two, and then the yep. se- finals are sixteen. And then the quarterfinals are like the elite eight, eight. and then you yes. have the final, final four. four. All right, so yeah, so. That's pretty cool that you got to the round of 32. Yeah. Good. All right, I'm trying to find. Yeah, there's some interesting names here in Michigan that I I, I always see here. <laughs> um, De La Salle Pilots, the Fitzgerald Spartans. Warren Fitzgerald and Warren De La Salle. Oh, Warren De La Salle. Okay, yeah, I, I know who they are. Um, here's one that I, I, I was looking at. Um, Detroit University Prep. Panthers and Detroit Edison Public School Academy Pioneer man Detroit Detroit Edison uh, I know their girl their girls basketball team was legit uh-huh. I never I think they had uh, last year they had a uh, winner of Miss Basketball Gabby Elliott okay. I believe she uh, ended up I, I can't remember which Power Five school she committed to mm-hmm. but a uh, few here's a few other score checking in Division Three this should be. This should be a good one tonight. A- Adrian Madison and Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central. Mm. That's going to be at Adrian Madison. That's actually what division a, is that? This is in Division Three. This mm. is a, fun fact. This is a rematch of the regional final from I believe it was 2017. These two these two teams met in the regional final, which mm. 
I thought I thought this when they first met it was going to be a blowout because uh-huh. I thought the de facto championship was when SMCC was playing Michigan Center because Michigan Center was really good that year. Mm-hmm. They had like a couple kids who were committed to play college ball, and that was also the first time that Hanover Horton, who is also in their conference and usually in their district, did not win the district in like God knows how long. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the game was real close. Madison came back to tie it, and then I believe it was Nick Welch who hit a shot at the buzzer to win it. Who did? Nick Welch. Okay. He, 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 is, uh, he originally was at Bedford, but he transferred to SMCC. His older brother, Colin, played there, and then his little brother, Tyler, played at SMCC as well. Mm. And then Nick went on to – he first started out at Northwood University, and I believe he ended up at Lord's. What's his name? Nick Welch. Oh, he is at Lourdes. He's a big, the big white guy. Yeah, 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 big, big guy. Yeah, good, good hands in the post and everything. Can run the floor. Okay, he was at Bedford and he transferred to. Yeah. That's, wow, that's a big loss for Bedford. Yeah, so that's a few. That's a few of the scores on uh, the boys' side. On the uh, girls' side, it's going to be regional time. I will say this. I noticed in Michigan, you guys have legit big gyms. Like, the gyms are huge. <laughs> Monroe's gym is huge. Yeah, Monroe's gym's kind of big. Um, Bedford's not bad, but it's like a typical it, size for Ohio gyms. But these other gyms I see, yeah, the cr- Woodhaven, like, dang. Well, yeah, well, Woodhaven's gym where I was at last night, that's a that's a very nice gym. They, Saline. <laughs> Saline's got a big gym. Uh Ann Arbor Huron's gym looks like the Titan Dome. Dome, it does, and it's a lot of. It's like, what's up with all this space yeah. and stuff? But uh, Scott, Skyline and Pioneer, I haven't gotten a chance to set foot into yet. Mm-hmm. Ipsy Lincoln's gym, that play, that's a t- that's one of the tougher gyms to shoot, and it seems the rims are just really tight there. Because mm-hmm. when we, we played there, we only lost to Lincoln by eight points, but. Well, it seemed like uh, both teams had problems shooting. Obviously, not in Monty Bates because he was getting buckets. Well, I think after I think after he left, they said, "Okay, let's just make these ribs super tight." Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, but some regional stuff. Bedford's girls they ended up beating Woodhaven last night. They beat them, beat them pretty handily. So, and I also found out that since the the regional, they needed a host and. The regional is going to be played at the Corral on really? Monday. Okay. So the first game will be Dearborn, Fordson, and Dearborn at five o'clock, mm-hmm. and then uh, River. Then Bedford will take on Riverview, who out of the Huron League. And River, I believe Riverview won the Huron League for girls basketball, but mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not really I'm not sure that's saying much because the. It's not. It's not like you win the Huron League in football. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be interesting because I know Riverview likes to press, and they've got they've got some they've got some athletes. I know their bo- their boys' team is actually playing for a district championship today. So where did the quarterfinals play at? Are they played at East Lansing or no? Um, the quarterfinal uh, that Bedford will be playing in. I've pull. Let me see if I can pull that up. That's let's see. I believe that quarterfinal is going to be played at West Bloomfield, and then the other quarterfinals, one's going to be played at uh, at Calvin College mm-hmm. or Calvin University, excuse me. Oh, it's not college anymore. I, I used to be I used to be Calvin College, mm-hmm. and then the other quarterfinal will be played at Flushing High School, 
hmm. in the oh, field house. That's just odd. And then obviously the state semis in at the Breslin Center. Center. That'll be pretty cool. That'll be that's in Division One. That's for boys and girls. Let's let's, let's confirm yeah, this, that. This is, this is just Division One girls. Um, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up Division Two. See what happened there. Here, real quick. This is gonna take a little time because there was, of course, there were at least a few teams that advanced thanks to COVID. Oh, COVID actually knocked some teams out. Yeah, the, unfortunately, one. One of them happened to be Dundee because they were set to play Milan for a district championship, and Dundee's girls had not won a district since 1990. Whoa, so 30 years, 31 years. Yeah, and they, I mean, I, I thought they had a legit chance to, but because of contact tracing, they said, nope, season's over. Milan, you're moving on. And that's, that, is, that sucks. Oh, jeez, yeah. So I'm looking at... Some of the stuff going on in D two, I got to scroll down. Wow! Uh, you think you're on the verge of winning a yeah. chip or a district title, yeah. getting a trophy? And eh, sorry. So the re- the regional that in D two that Milan was in, they are actually going to be playing Gross Eel at Summit Academy. Hey, and the other side of the bracket is uh, Deer is Dearborn Advanced Tech, where a friend of the show, Chris Schultz, is the athletic director, and mm-hmm. Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think my, Milan's actually been pretty solid this year in girls' basketball. I've, I mean, I, I kind of figured they'd be. I saw them a few times last year, mm-hmm. here, and I know they. there are times they looked rough, but there are times they could put it together, and they only lost one senior. Mm-hmm. Here, and, I, and I've met Bobby Green, their coach, does done a very nice job there. So I mean, I think Milan's got. I'd say Milan has a shot to possibly win that regional. And a few, few of the others. Uh, one in Williamson has Chelsea against Lansing Catholic, which a former NFL player coaches at Chelsea now. Basketball? Yeah, coaches the girls' basketball team. I have no clue. I'll give you a hint. He ended up uh, being a star in the Mid American Conference. Well, he also went on to go play for the Denver Broncos and also with the Detroit Lions. Uh, wait, how long ago was he in the MAC, though? Uh, early two thousands. Well, it's not Randy Moss, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um. Who is it? I don't know. The correct response, who is Tony Scheffler? I don't remember him. What school did he play for? Played at Western Michigan. Ah, see, I, if he wasn't a rocket or something like that, I don't. I, that, that, he's getting old, I'm getting older here, Frank. So I, <laughs> I know it was the early 2000s, but. Yeah, to, yeah Tony Scheffler, he actually played. He was a star at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. He went on to Western Michigan, then went on to play in the NFL, and now he's back coaching girls' hoops. And mm-hmm. got Ch- Chelsea. 13-2, one of their losses was to Bedford, though. Oh, so it could be a possibility that those two meet in the quarters? No, because Chelsea's Division Two. Oh, okay. And then the other side of that bracket has uh, Battle Creek Penfield and Parma Western, which... I- <laughs> There's a lot of weird names <laughs> from these Detroit schools. Well, the, the, the Battle Creek Penfield is from Battle Creek, and Parma Western is like around the Jackson area. Wow. Which okay. I believe is it's where... West, west of here. Yeah. I believe uh, 
the uh, I actually believe uh, the daughter of uh, Josh Kubiak, who's the athletic director and football coach at Brooklyn Columbia Central. I believe mm-hmm. she plays for Parma Western. So. Okay. Oh. Let's wrap this up a little bit, Frank. Yeah, and then that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm look. I am looking forward to uh, being at the uh, regionals at the Corral, and I. I mean, if you tune into uh, the rest of our segment with uh, Darren Cohn, I did hear him say that he might possibly come to Michigan to do some commentary. So hopefully, Darren, I get to bump into you at the Corral. Yeah, hopefully at the Corral. I mean, that's only that's the only basketball that's going on. All the other states are. I don't know if Illinois. I think Illinois. I don't know if Illinois or no Wisconsin. I don't know if some of schools at Wisconsin actually had a season. Some schools said we're done. Well, I know. I know Wisconsin is actually getting ready to go into their their high school football to spring football. Oh, that's right. They did go to spring football. Which is no, no, no. I I think they they. I think spring football is something they normally do is just a lot of practices and stuff. Mm -hmm. Often script, and they probably do like kind of like how college does spring football. Mm -hmm. All because there's a. There's a, a Dave Poltrock who's a coach at a Milwaukee Reagan High School. Well, he he's been posting about how spring football is going to get going, and actually showed some of the new helmets that this team got, which are kind of badass looking. Wow! Wow! So, what you got planned for this weekend? Well, oh, obviously I got to work on Sunday. Yeah, so the rest of this day, probably got to hit up. There's a couple places I got to hit up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to hit up. Yeah. Yeah, probably go break bread with some friends, talk about talk. Okay. You said break bread. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, I got um, AAU uh, practice a little bit later today. And then Sunday, just watch the tournament. Yeah. I mean, that, we're going to be able to be here uh, next Saturday. Or do you got AAU stuff going on? No, the week after that. Uh, oh, wait. So, wait next so, Saturday will be April. Let's see. We'll look at the calendar. the first Saturday of April, mm-hmm. which will be April 3rd. Yeah, so that'll be Final Four Saturday. Yes, you're right. No, my tournaments aren't until April 10th, I believe. Yeah. Well, that that well, April 10th is when I I'm gonna have Saturday. This is one of the one Saturdays right. I'm gonna have baseball, and that's pretty much every Saturday yeah, throughout the AAU month of April. Officially, that Saturday is when AAU starts. So, we got one more Saturday show to do in the studio. Then it looks like we'll have some recordings for you. Yeah. So we'll see what we can get going. I know that my one baseball signer, Dan Jeffrey Senior, has been asking me to come on. I asked. He, he was could, supposed to come on today. Yeah, but they said they said he's like, oh wait, I'm in Vegas. So. No, oh, he was in Vegas. Okay. What happens on. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, I, I just told I told I told him like, hey, well, mm-hmm. stay stay. I'll see when I can uh, find an open. I'm gonna be on again. I'll uh, let you know and get you on to talk uh, talk some baseball. Yo, yeah, I, I, it's always good. Like I said, we had Darren Cohn. Thank you to him. Uh, Johnny V. John Vandevigay was on. They got great stuff. And then when we get your assigner on. Um, you'll t- tell us some good stuff about how you guys do the assigning baseball and umpires to games and basically what it takes to be a baseball umpire. Because I, I like to always see a view from the umpire slash referees. <laughs> Hopefully they're not like, t- uh, what is his name, Tim, Tim Peel, Peel. That, you know, I'm ready to give a penalty before I even walk onto the ice or walk onto the floor. I'm about to give you a tag. <laughs> well, Frank, like I said, have a good weekend. I'll have a good weekend. This has been a presentation of 88.3 WTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud. You'll be checking us out, Frank. 
Oh yeah, I was listening uh, on the uh, on the uh, Apple Podcast. I was listening to a full Darren Cohn interview, and like he mentioned, we also on Apple. So when we load it up, it can be right to your phone if you have an iPhone, and uh, make sure you subscribe and you get all, download all the new episodes. And make sure you give us a, a review, five stars, nothing less. If you do, just keep on moving. Anyway, for Frank, and hopefully we'll have David the Man and God Harris on again. It's been presentation eighty eight point three WXUT. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. See you next week on another live show.